0: It's The Sod Pod Brought to you by Grassland Agro The Sod Pod Hello, hello and welcome to The Sod Pod This episode was recorded live just today, the 9th of June As Grassland Agro were down in Johnstown Castle Launching their Summer Soil Health Campaign David Corbett and John O'Loughlin had the pleasure Of being joined with David Wall Research Officer based in Chagas Johnstown Castle And Cahill Summers Agricultural Sustainability Support and Advisory Program ASAP This is a really interesting conversation And some great little tips of what to look out for in the coming months or two as well Have a listen
1: so we're down in Johnstown Castle, joined by Carl Summers, asset advisor, and David Wall, researcher in in Chagas, Johnstown Castle. Two Westmead fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great
2: football team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for me and Grass and are in today to get a, a research update and um, trying to align research, um, advisory, and an industry, Um just that we're all saying the same message. And one that's very topical at the moment is whether farmers should spread nitrogen with increasing moisture deficits and no real rain on the, on the horizon.
3: Yeah, look at John um, this is a, a real concern I, I suppose both in terms of fodder and having enough ahead of, of the animals for grazing but also uh, we must remember that, that we, we have issues with water quality as well and we don't want to, I suppose a, a repeat of maybe what, what happened in, in previous years, especially 2018. Um, Soil moisture deficits in this part of the world, down here in the southeast, they're 65 plus. Um, just very briefly, at 50 soil moisture deficit, that's 50 millimeters of, of of rain to bring you back to to to, um, to full water content. Um, drought and grass growth will be seriously depressed. We're at 65, yeah. so uh, 75 is a full drought. So it's there on the Met Aaron, um, um website or on the farming forecast on Sunday. You'll be able to see where you are in the country yeah, in terms oh, of your yeah, soil yeah. moisture yeah. deficit. So it's, it's a serious one. Um, what we're saying at the moment is for, depending on your soil moisture deficit, but mm-hmm. most areas now are heading for 50. Our area is well over 50. So here in the southeast, we're saying hold off. Uh, there's no point in spreading uh, nitrogen in particular till you get rain in other parts of the country i would say match it to grass growth rates you know match your your application so if you're only growing 30 you would have been growing 70 or 80 you know, cut your, your nitrogen rates appropriately and you're only topping up, you're not putting out a full split.
4: So there should be enough nitrogen in the ground, David, to, to match the bit of growth that will come when, when the rain comes?
3: Yeah, we haven't had rain since the first week of May down here. So um we haven't had, you know, enough rain. So it's been drying for the last five, six weeks. Anything that was put out in the interim, we'll say in the last three weeks, the last month even, is still sitting there if it hasn't been used. You know, there's no reason why it's going anywhere. Uh, There's nothing to wash it out, etc. So whatever top-up is put in there, there should be enough nitrogen in the system if there was nitrogen put out in the not-too-distant past.
1: Well, on the advisory side are you getting a lot of those questions about what is the best strategy with night.
2: yeah look what's really positive this year is the farmers are ringing the phone is ringing every day what, what do we do we know we're in drought situations they can see it on the ground the grass is starting to get burnt already particularly it was on a discussion group at Kilkenny last week growth rates are up around in the low 70s now we can half that this week yeah. so the worry is there the other additional worry is that a lot of silage came in this year with the nitrates very high uh, when it was getting tested as well so we know because of the, the, the early start of the year there was a lot of rain couldn't get the fertilizer out and there was a lot of a spread late so there is there has to be a lot of nitrogen there any ground that's after being cut as well is, is yellow it's not really coming back anything that's carrying a bit of grass it's, it's holding all right because it's just stopping the evaporation a little bit but people are very very worried um, I suppose they're getting cuts in some of the cuts are quite light so they're hoping for a decent second cut but um it depends what's coming in we're hoping for the i suppose the rain to come in this weekend but it's looking like there's not a whole lot going to come so a lot of people are asking the question do we hold or do we go
1: yeah uh, we're definitely experiencing a lot with a lot of farmers working on the site sustainability program i probably went last week ahead of anyone uh, based on my own intuition <laughs> and we'll discuss it now but i said maybe that the best fertilizer the only fertilizer to think about maybe is lime at the moment or
3: yeah, no, and I would I would agree with that, John. Um, you're, you're fast out of the blocks, but there's plenty of liming to be done in the country, mm. um, especially on heavier soils that couldn't be limed any earlier than this because they were too wet. They're after drying out in the last month, and they're probably still growing sufficiently. Um, they could certainly be hit with lime now, and it'll be working its way in once the rain comes in the back end. The other big one uh, that that we don't tend to talk about or haven't tend to talk about because we haven't experienced as many droughts is potash. Potash is key for keeping the turgor in the plant and water regulation in the plant. So in swards that are low or soils that are low in potash, you'll find that those grass, the grass there is beginning to wilt quicker on the ledge and... Uh, growth rates will begin to drop much quicker so potash is certainly one that we we uh, should be putting out to build resilience against even mini droughts or temporary droughts over the year
1: my, my, my take i don't know if you, what you think lads but people maybe on lighter soils uh, who are consistently running into drought issues the two things that they should be working on is building organic matter and their potash levels in the soil trying to reach optimum across every acre
3: yeah, look, at the, the lighter the soils, we're in a, a part of the country here, <clears throat> at the moment here in Wexford, they're light, but all around us is light, you go down into 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 Cork, up to, to County Loud, there's plenty of light soils there across that band of the country, and if you go to the far side of the country, uh, on more of the lighter limestone areas, um, especially silage fields being cut uh, repeatedly, maybe not enough slurry being drawn back, organic matter is going to build resilience against a lot of things uh but especially drought you know per per kilo of 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 weight we'll say if you take a soil um with more organic matter organic matter itself holds about four times the water that uh, uh, sand silt and clay holds so again that's going to work for yeah.
2: you. The big, the big issue we're seeing on the ground at the moment, just building on what Dave said, is that you know there's a lot of uh, zero grazing been done over the last couple of years, there's a lot of Point. silage ground away from the platform that's not getting any slurry, not getting any organic matter back on and we are seeing that start to deplete and then the third issue that we're seeing there's been a, I suppose a big movement to land around lately where a lot of long term tillage is coming into grass grass platforms and um, they're, they're low on organic matter and they have to be built but the only way you will build them is have animals on them or get slurry or Organic matter, our yeah. farm and your back onto.
1: And we were probably we, we talked about it today, and we talked about in general to bring carbon as a nutrient, as part of our discussions about N, P, and K. Yeah, no, for sure. One of the things that we often hear, lads, is that one uh, percent uh, organic matter is worth the equivalent of uh, an inch of rain, or or the soil moisture holding capacity. Is that in around accurate? Or yeah,
3: look at um, uh, as I said, uh, weight for weight. Uh, organic matter will hold uh, four times the, its weight in water compared with with mineral matter on, on its own so if you have a soil that's well built up has a nice um you know grassland soils in ireland on on average they're somewhere around seven eight percent organic matter tillage soils more like five six but then if you go on a light area a free draining area or an area like Kahala said there that's been cut repeatedly very little drawn back to it in terms of organic matter they can begin to drop down to three four percent and that's when you run into less resilience to drought and also in terms of feeding the crop a lot of our, our, our nutrients comes from or are, are restored in the organic matter
1: Let's- I have a kind of thing in my head because in the southeast, farmers are running into drought more maybe it's one for you Carl more consistently maybe three and five years or four and five years nearly on the lighter sides is there a case to be made for maybe farmers taking 10-15% of their first cut silage on the 10th of May as bales to give you that buffer that good quality I know we should be doing it anyways when we're taking out surpluses But is there a case possibly to to think about that going forward?
2: It all depends on the trends and I I don't know, personally I'm wondering are we a little bit too quick to to jump on the trend? We're we're thinking back to 2018, that was the first major drought we had. We had some little mini droughts in between since then. We had a reasonable drought last year and it looks like one this year. But I suppose we're only five to six weeks in at the moment, hopefully the rain will come in the next few weeks. but I suppose we have to see. Think back there six weeks ago, you couldn't drive a tractor in some of the fields around here. It was cutting up. So, if the weather is so unpredictable, uh, we just have to watch the trends. But look, um, uh, I suppose the problem is we have a lot of big pits around the countryside. Um, first cut silage, some people like to get a lot of silage in there, a lot of good quality silage in fill those pits. So it's it's a kind of a, a change. I suppose has to be discussed.
4: But but it is it is hard to plan for all that as well, Carl, because um like you're talking about droughts but then you're, you're talking about the springtime as well like there's so many scenarios within the year where you're looking for those extra bales or a bit of forage in the yard so yeah, you know,
2: just think about that as well so if we're in a drought situation it 18 so if all the grass got grazed like did 18 and it happens again now farmers are starting to buffer feed already but if that happens and all the grass starts to come up at the one time and the big rain comes, and and a big bang of nitrogen coming on top of it, or with with uh, mineralisation. Now we have a lot of grass coming up at the same time, and a lot of bales are going to have to be cut because our farmers have gone so good at grassland management now that they don't want to feed their animals, uh, graze animals on, on, on high, yeah. high, a high, a lot of, you know, heavy heavy grass. So they will take bales out throughout the year.
4: And I don't think we'll have the problem in the environmental issue like we had in eighteen. There was a lot of fertilizer put out during the drought, and it was it was the. I suppose the going thing was, uh, if in doubt, put it out. And, and it was, but I don't think that's the issue now. Like, so th- there's not going to be that
2: No, farmers problem. are not, they're not they're really aware of that now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Any farmer, particularly the derogation farmers, there's, there's a lot in there. And we know there's fertilizer cuts. We know that there's stuff on uh, the amount of stocking rates as well that, that's coming in. And it's all down to water quality. And farmers are very aware now that they have to manage their soils and their land correctly to, just to protect themselves,
4: protect their industry into the future. And there potentially will be another cut in in nitrogen in January coming.
3: Yeah, look at uh, the indications from uh, both departments uh, were in a review year, a nitrates review year. And the indications there, it it was set out in the last review, uh, which is only two years ago. Um, that there would be another 5% cut. So it looks like that will come come true, I suppose. We need to be careful now that we don't leave a whole lot of nitrogen left in the sump, left in the soil, come the back end of the year. And, uh, you know, when we apply the last of the, of our, our nitrogen fertilizer, we need to be sure that we have enough time for the grass to grow, to use it, to utilize it, so there won't be left... In the sump, as I say, you know down in that, that subsoil for washout uh, when when recharge or when drainage and, and leaching starts to happen i think we 've learned a lot lads, from 18 we 're not we did learn a huge amount in two thousand and eighteen you know um, both farmers us in, in research, and the whole industry you know about what we should do and how we should do it better and how we sh- should manage the nutrients better. One thing that happens when you get Uh, a a fairly severe drought, a bit like we're having at the moment, the soil cracks and opens up and that promotes mineralisation so that organic matter uh, that's in the soil, it begins to release its nitrogen uh, through mineralisation processes and that contributes a significant amount of nitrogen uh, for subsequent plant growth. Now if we start topping up on top of that too much with with bagged fertiliser, especially nitrogen, um, we can run into difficulties that we have so much nitrogen in the ground that we can't use it uh, come the decline in grass growth. And that decline in grass growth, I suppose, the Department of Agriculture have set out for us the limit of the 15th September is the last time to spread. However, if we've put on extra splits that weren't utilised because the grass wasn't growing, that carryover is carried over well beyond the 15th September and potentially then it's a sprint between... The, the grass getting it and the grass is less better uh, less good at, at getting it once it starts to decline and water washing it out of there or the rainfall washing it out of it so,
1: so lads we, we, we know the key things to, to do and not to do we still have that looming challenge there that we had a wet October November with a fantastic February stock got out but then March and April were, were very poor there's an awful lot of winter feed has been used up people buffer feeding the the sightage they made a week or two weeks ago what's the best strategy if someone's listening here what are we going to do what what, what's the the message to to try and build those fodder reserves i suppose
2: yes so look just just, i suppose uh, the big concerns on the farm and dave might add to this now a second is that that we're you've mentioned we've lost some of the early part of the year but most importantly, in the last month, in the last couple of weeks now, we're losing substantial grass growth, um, which it, it's unlikely we're going to get back because we're in the highest point of the grass growth season you know, into May, into June. So we just have to accept that we're probably not going to recover as much grass as we could in a normal year and have to cope with that. So the potential for that budget demand is going to be under pressure. So hopefully people have enough stocks and every chance to get from now between the end of the year have to build on their reserves over the winter.
3: Yeah, look, in, in in adding to that there, um, the key would, would be not to let average farm cover fall too low. 500, I think, is the minimum that yeah. we'd be saying. You know, so with that, trying to extend the ro- rotation now for, for the foreseeable for the next few weeks will be key, feeding back some of that bale silage maybe that was made rather than opening the pit. Uh, and 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 supplementing we know concentrate feed is 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 very expensive at the moment, but you know trying to extend that that rotation is going to be important um, What I would say is look at it is early we 're in the 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 first couple of weeks of June there is plenty of time there uh, hopefully if the if the rain comes, looking at the long range forecast, if you can go by the long range forecast, it looks like we're not going to get much rain down here in the southeast this weekend looking forward on the 10 day forecast it looks like there may be some rain coming that could all change but uh, at this point there's no real point in putting out a huge amount of nitrogen when water is the limitation you know grass grass needs sunlight oxygen water and nutrients and if any one of those is, is not there, it won't grow. And at the moment, it's water is the is the limitation.
1: Yeah, so we, we have to be better at our grassland management in the meantime, even if farmers aren't walking. Simple thing, go out and walk the farm, see how many days ahead of you. To extend your rotation, just as simple as dividing the farm up into 25 or 30 and allocating and filling the gap with either bale, silage or concentrate is going to get you through. Um, and then, lads, I suppose just a, a key take home message from Ichi um, and I have one final question after that so have you any have you any key yeah, take home
2: look, look the big thing we're, we're, we've discussed over the last couple of minutes is uh, decisions management decisions what I would say is take action right now don't wait and see if the rain is going to come take action now if you want to push out the rotation if you're on the bu- buffer feed do it now don't wait or else the, you'll just exacerbate the problem
3: yeah look at, uh, to concur with that I would say don't be don't be blind, blindsided by this um it is really important to make a plan we'll say even if it's short term plan you can't uh, we can't predict the weather so we don't know what's going to happen in the long term it is early enough and there is time to recover and you know it could be that we're making the second cuts three, four weeks, a month later than we are. And, and, you know, this could be a year that there's a lot of silage cut in September.
1: Yeah, and just a final, maybe, question or comment from Michi about um, how Wexford got on this year. Just, uh, just uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, <laughs> but uh, I just can't help myself. <laughs>
2: uh, were you down in Wexford Park against Kilkenny there a few weeks ago? Had a right oh, day you're out.
1: back, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, psychological warfare went on as well, I heard. It was, yeah,
3: uh, what's the song he played before the throwing and all? Uh, we were, we were. There was, there was, there was. Some of the old legends from from Wexford were were playing just to to rile the crowd. As was look at, uh, we certainly needed the 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 sixteenth man, and they were they are in, yeah, in in force. And you up, fair play. Um Look at the the blip, uh, fair play to Westmead. I'll have to say, you know, um, they showed that they 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 the can. Uh, compete there in the in the top flight and um, yeah. give give them, that. My wife is from Westmead. I, oh, no. <laughs> I was wondering where this is coming from. Right. <laughs> but um, no, look at. Uh, let's put it down to a blip. And uh, yeah. sure, look at sure, we'll 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 all look towards Claire now for the for yeah. the, for the All Ireland.
1: <laughs> uh, Dave's going was, gonna be a politician now soon exactly as well. What we didn't mind. <laughs> I'm just going to get you Thanks quickly damage. both to call the two provincial finals for the weekend because uh, I don't want to get myself in bother. I try to myself and Dave of tried to remain neutral here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll let you go first.
3: jeez I I don't know. Um, Munster, Munster has been very interesting this year. You couldn't have predicted what way the thing would turn wow. out. But look, it we'll give you the we'll give you the rub of the green. Uh, maybe maybe that's that's what you do. You, yeah, you want to be the underdog. You want to be the underdog. We'll say clear clear clear
4: down that negative woods. David said he'd call clear since the start of the year.
3: Yeah,
4: He's just did that. he said he. Yeah, I know. Look, it, I
3: think there's there's there's, what there's what something there. We're in
4: David? David. We getting into it. <laughs> uh,
3: in terms of the other one, Jesus, uh, hard to know. I'd say cats will be licking their wounds a little bit, and they'll probably learn a lot from that game. So, uh, I would say maybe them, maybe Henry has something else to say about
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'd be on the other side. Not sure about the cats this time. I'd say that famous handshake might turn upside down, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah. see.
1: And Yeah, call.
2: yeah I, I think there's a few people hiding in the long grass still. So I won't, oh, I'll no. sit in the fence on that one. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Lads, thanks, thanks a million
1: for uh, thanks, all our team around today and and all the good stuff that we learned. And uh, thanks for coming on the side pod again.
0: Sound, lads. Thanks a million, lads. A huge thanks to David Wall and Carl Summers there for giving us their time and their expertise, their vision, and their advice. Really greatly appreciated. Thanks also as well to David and John for making that flow so well for us all and keeping the show on the road. Mind yourselves out there, farm smart, farm safe. Hey, thanks for listening to the Sod Pod. We hope you enjoyed it. To find out more, head over to www.grasslandagro.ie or check out our social channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. That's all for this episode. See you next time.